Welcome to the South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your Toronto Raptors. Now, here are your hosts, Connor Chambers and Adam Corsair. I had a pretty quirky intro. Well, you can still do it. No, no, no. I want to let this music ride out a bit. It's a sick beat. I'm just sitting here vibing to it. It's going to fade. That's all right. When it fades, maybe I'll say what I wanted to say as it's fading. I want to open up the show by saying it looks like the Raptors are on Santa's naughty list. <laughs> are they even on a list? <laughs> they're on. They're on some lists of trade bait, but they're not on the nice list. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. I am your co-host Connor Chambers. Joining me, as always, fellow co-host Adam Corsair. Mr. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm good. I don't know how the Raptors are doing, but I'm I'm doing just fine. Well, if you're doing just fine, then we're not on the same page as the Toronto Raptors, I'll tell you that, because the Raptors are not doing just fine. But um, before we get into it, obviously, as everyone here that's a friend of the show is familiar, we are powered by the stadium scene.tv network. Have to get that out of the way, because last time I hosted this, I didn't get out of the way until the very end. No worries. So I, so I put it in my mental, and stadium scene.tv are great so i want to give them their props um i before i get started about the depressing talks here about the toronto raptors and the state that this team is in because it's not very good maybe let's start off with a little bit of positivity adam what's going on with christmas around the house family doing all right everyone's sort of geared up and ready elf on the shelf is moving around everyone's doing well yeah cindy and i are pretty creative with elf on shelf and um For those that have kids or thinking about having kids or excited about having kids, Elf on the Shelf is cool. Um, It didn't really take true to form until this year when my oldest is four. And it's a good thing my wife and I are on the ball. So we just alternate nights who gets to put them where. And every morning, like clockwork, my oldest is, where's that elf? Where's Harry? Where's the elf? And Call it Harry. Harry she, the elf. She named him Harry. So yeah. it's it's Harry. Um, so yeah, we do Elf on the Shelf. The house is decorated and it's also a mess because there's wrapping paper everywhere. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. There's wrapping, mm-hmm. people, wrapping paper, not wrapping people. Wrapping paper everywhere. You got an army of people to wrap for you. Yeah, I, I got a whole crew. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what send, I'm send some of those over north of the border, please. Yeah, yeah. I got all gifts everywhere, laundries everywhere, gearing up for Saturday or Sunday when people come over. So, how about you? You doing? You doing any? So you're doing uh, a Christmas thing? You hosting people on Sunday? Yeah, we host every Christmas. My sister hosts Thanksgiving. We hope we host Thanksgiving. I mean, sorry, we ho- we host Christmas. Jesus, see, yeah. you can tell it's the Christmas rain, man. Jesus. That's it. It's the fire. Um, you ever come? You ever have any close calls with Elf on the Shelf before moving them? And who's no. the culprit if you do? No, no, no. You're really on it. Yeah, we do it the night before when she's asleep. Right, but like, what if there's like a night out and you're like not cluing and you're not thinking? You get back and it's a quick little panic the morning of. That ha- it hasn't happened yet. No, no. We're usually on the ball. Uh, this past Friday, was it Friday? Yeah, this past Friday went out for my birthday and we got kind of tipsy but we still remembered when we got back gotta move fucking harry i love that i love that harry needed to be moved you're on it even when you're not 
on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and that's always good. Hey, dedicated to the game. I love it. Um, how about you? Uh, pretty much the same thing. Like people rotate hosting Christmas, uh, in our family last year. Um, my parents hosted this year. It's, it's another, um, another side of the family. One of my mom's siblings. So, it's it's fun to like see everyone again, but I, I just saw a lot of those people at the wedding too. So mm. um which is kind of nice. Like it's hard to find time throughout the year to see a lot of those people because people move away and all that stuff and then everyone comes back for Christmas. So it's always nice. I mean, whether you celebrate Christmas Hanukkah, any anything that, that you do to celebrate for the holidays or if you don't, it's always nice to just be around people that you that you enjoy being around. Mm. Just take the time to decompress, especially when it when you start getting into the heart of winter, it can be a depressing time. So um, for for some people, especially if if they don't have friends and family to share with, so it's it's always nice to to at least you know just try to reach out to those that you you know might might need it, right? Especially this time of year. But um, I'm going to transition to the Toronto Raptors because okay. uh, I felt that that was it. It brought my it brought the tone a little back down to earth and i think that the toronto raptors are brought down back to earth since our last podcast so wait wait, this isn't this wasn't the 10 game winning streak that i predicted this didn't didn't happen that that didn't age well (laughs) oh lord well what is we can't predict shit with this team which we'll we'll discuss later as to how good our prediction skills are but um it hasn't been a it's been an also Merry Christmas for the Toronto Raptors. Take a look, and they're currently tenth in the Eastern Conference, sit at a record of thirteen wins, eighteen losses, a four nineteen win percentage. Since our last podcast on December sixth, the Raps have gone one and six, with their only win coming against a LeBron and Anthony Davis less Lakers team. So basically we're talking plumbers. Skeleton crew. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was just it was it's a joke. It's like a G League team at that point. That was the first game post pod. So they're currently on a six game losing streak. To put into context what type of losses they've had, obviously those that are following know the Raps lost two games against the Magic back to back on the road. Unacceptable. Uh, they lost against Sacramento. <laughs> pause for a second on uh, that one. Uh, uh, uh. Well, we need to pause because you said, you said, that if they beat the Raptors, you would not be a fan, but you you'd give them some sort of props. I'll give them thing. I'll give them their flowers when we discuss the NBA landscape. How sure. about that? All right, all right. Okay, resume. They lost against Brooklyn. They lost against Golden State, and they most recently lost against Philly. Which, for those that are listening, that was last night at the time of recording. Which maybe you know two or three nights, depending on when you're listening to this. In my view, Adam, this team's not really fun to watch right now. Like, you know how even some teams where we looked at them and we're like, okay, it's, they, they can compete for a playoff spot. Sort of where we are right now. They could be fourth to sixth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they may not win games, but at least they're giving you a really good effort. Whether that was defensively or if it was just an offensive battle and the defense wasn't really there. Like, they were giving you something where you could look at and hold on to it and be like, Okay, well that's good. Like yeah. that that's that's consistent. That was really good of them. They're giving nothing right now. Like zero across the board. Offensively, defensively. Like I just I I don't think that they're a fun team to watch right now. Um nothing seems to be clicking for the Toronto Raptors. Where the fuck do they go from here? 
Like, where do they go from here? They're currently nine and a half games out of first in the East, four and a half games out of sixth, if you want to talk about a secured playoff spot. But they're only five and a half games out of last place in the entire league. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the team that falls in no man's land in the middle. What do you do if you're the Toronto Raptors? Nothing. Nothing right now. Um, Look... I will admit that they are not as fun as last year. And that's saying something because last year's team was a developmental one or else we thought it was going to be. It was certainly a developmental year for Scotty Barnes who thrived and exceeded expectations. Um, this year we thought he would build on that and we've seen glimpses glimpses of it um, sort of returning to form specifically during that Nets game. Um, but otherwise, you're I, I don't think you're wrong when you say they're not fun to, to watch. Um, but I will say this. Uh, of these, what is it? Eight games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Since the pod last two weeks ago. They only... All of them were close with the exception of two. Um, the Magic and the Warriors. That they lost, I, I should say. Um, all of those were relatively close. So it's not like they got destroyed i mean they did get destroyed without steph against the warriors on their home floor but um otherwise the effort is there i think but the production just isn't and they aren't it's just not the same team that we've seen um og and OG and Anobi has been largely absent like legitimately absent with the exception of i think two of those games um, Pascal Siakam has been a bright spot. Like I said, Scotty Barnes has been sort of coming back to life. Fred is gasping for air. He's trying. I don't see a fit anymore for Gary Trent Jr. Um, Coloco looks like just a young giraffe trying to develop and trying to yeah. learn how to walk, which I appreciate. Um, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesion to this team. And, you know, Nick Nurse to his credit or to his detriment um he's not seeing a lot of production or worthwhile players to throw off the bench and try i mean he's trying um malachi has been been getting significant run but it has mostly been because of absences and injuries and whatnot um kem is getting some minutes here and there um i just don't see this team uh, meaning the expectations that we predicted, which was, you know, at best, a third seed. I, I just can't see it. So what do I think they're going to do or what should they do now, today? I don't think they can do anything. But you make a good point about how you don't want to be in no man's land. There are plenty of teams right now in no man's land, including Chicago, which is the team that is most similar to the Raptors right now. Wizards, Magic are, I don't know if they're good. <laughs> I, I still can't figure it. They beat Boston twice. I don't I don't know that team, man. They they actually give me a headache. They like, beat Boston twice? Um, yeah. I, well, Does that soften the blow that they beat Boston twice and us twice? Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like I, They were on a six-game win streak at that point. I think it's just a really bad team catching fire. Before then... They were on a nine-game losing streak, 
and had lost 11 of their last 12. They're not before that six-game win streak. This is not a good team. If you lose to the Magic, you might as well. Like, I that's, that's what I was saying last podcast. If you lose to the Magic, you might as well just fucking sell. Like, this mm-hmm. team has depressed me. This team has depressed me, okay? And we can't be losing two games to Orlando, right? I understand one of the games was close, but that team is bad. Mm-hmm. I'll take a close win. That's fine. But you have you have to beat them. At least you one. Ha- you have to take at least one fucking game. Yeah. They came out on a close game, and, and that's when I was kind of like, yeah, worst loss of the year, in my opinion, not score-wise, but just based on who it is as, as a team. But I was like, you know, by the next game against them, they should be able to turn around. And they came out with a worse result. Hmm. They played worse. Like... To me, have some fucking pride in the locker room. Like, what is this? You're losing twice to the Orlando Magic. It's not even like we really had any injuries at that point. Like, considering where we were, we're a pretty fucking healthy team. Sure. So, I don't know. Something to me just seems off. Um, And again, Sacramento, you'd lose by a point. Brooklyn, you lose by three points. Philadelphia in overtime by three. But... It doesn't to me. It doesn't matter. Like results are results. At the end of the day, they don't ask you how; they ask you how many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a loss is a loss. Whether you lose by one point or a hundred points, doesn't matter. Um. That's that's kind of that's kind of where I am with this team. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree with you in terms of I don't think they can do anything now. But I wouldn't be surprised if they try to jump the trade deadline a little bit. Because you look at guys like Gary Trent Jr., who are essentially a rental, you know, teams might want him for that extra month and are willing to give you a little bit more at that time. Um, I would just, I wouldn't be surprised to see Toronto try to jump it because they're probably Masai Ujiri. I trust him and him fully, and Bobby Webster in the front office. I trust in them fully. And I think they have the understanding of what it takes to either rebuild or retool and how and when to execute on this. Um, so there's a line you have to toe when it comes to selling now versus selling at the deadline. I understand the eagerness and the, you know, being reactionary, not you, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, mm-hmm. the front office mm-hmm. being reactionary and wanting to get ahead of it and start selling now. Because like I said, you have teams like Chicago, Washington, I don't know mm-hmm. if I throw Orlando in there, but, uh, Charlotte and Detroit, um, in that mix that will be willing to sell off some pieces. So you want to get ahead of that. Um, you want to have people chomp at the bit for your players. The problem is if you do that now, you may lose some leverage in February. You may lose some bidding wars in February at the trade deadline. Um, and the package that you get today may not be as robust as the package you may get in February. So you got to weigh that sure. out. Um, sure. And additionally, um, I don't know that I'm down with the idea of a retool. I feel like that has been done. I feel that trading Kyle away, getting Precious, um, trading Norm away, getting uh, Trent, getting all these players to sort of I don't know, mix mash the roster to see what we can do. That to me was already an attempt at a retool and it wasn't successful. I don't 
think, if memory serves me correct, I think he tried to with the Rudy Gay trade. Um, yeah. Masai's never done a full rebuild. I think it's time. What's your definition of a full rebuild? If it were up to me, you... It depends. All right, so you mentioned this in the chat. If they do have a legitimate shot of getting Shea, you got to put all your chips in for Shea. Mm -hmm. If you see that they're selling pieces off individually, Gary, Fred, OG, they were never going to get Shea. It, w it just wasn't going to happen. Right. Um, so that's the direction. That's where I would figure out where we're at. I, I would, you know, contact Presti and say, is this legit? Are you willing to move him? He's not happy, or rumors say that he's not happy. What's what's the deal? Right. If Presti responds and saying, "Hey, we're willing to listen on anybody," that's your that's your way in. Right. And you own all your first. It's probably going to cost you a hefty price, three, maybe four. Uh, and a package centered around OG. Right now. Yeah. Now is the time to sell. Yeah. OG. Um. Probably got to include, I don't know what the salaries are, but you're probably going to have to include uh, a Gary Trent just to make salaries work. And I don't know, maybe a Chris Boucher. I don't know, maybe a Thad. And then you build around Scotty, Siakam, and Shea, and you let Fred walk. Let him walk or trade him? Well, I mean, he's probably going to opt out and explore yes. the market. And you just send him off at his best good luck on if, he, if, if he if you keep him around he's going to win you a few games so you have to trade him right mm -hmm. like if if bottom out if the goal if the goal is to bottom out you got to get rid of the players that are going to help you do so um well this, then trading for Shea isn't an option in february correct okay all right like if if you if you really want to like rebuild you have to get a high draft pick in this year's draft this year's draft is loaded and this year's draft is the year to to go ahead with something like this. If this draft was not strong, I think I would lean more towards a retool and just say, look, you can keep guys around and, you know, maybe you can compete for like a 10th spot, but like whatever. And, and you'll still be in the lottery if you miss out on that and yada, yada, all this shit. But like Victor Wenbenyama is a generational talent. Mm -hmm. Scooter Henderson is also a generational talent. The fact that two of them are in the same draft class together is unbelievable, right? And I'm not saying that the Raptors I I'm, I'm not saying that the Raptors are going to get either one of those. Is the one I'm something I'm trying to say. But I think you I think if if you know that this team is not going to do it and you're sitting at 13 18 you're five and a half games at a last in the league you got a really young promising talent like Scotty Barnes maybe you hold on to like a Pascal Siakam like what you were saying and just clear house the rest of the way I think so I think you got to do it the problem here is that if you try to trade for Shea you have to hold on to OG and OG precious uh, OG Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam are not going to have you bottom out. They're too good for that. So this becomes a game where it is, okay, how do we want to approach this? What are we comfortable giving up? What do we see our team of the future looking like? And how do we execute on that while still trying to maintain um, getting a high draft pick and holding on to our pick for this year? 
What do you think it's going to cost to get Shea? Now or in the summer? What, what do you think it's going to cost? Bodies. Um, if it's in the trade deadline, I would like to include Gary Trent Jr. Because okay. I think that, you know, it's for salary purposes as well, too. It would it, it would fit. Sure. Um, so, and, and if, if they're interested, that depends on if OKC is interested. Like, maybe they're like, we wouldn't want to re-sign him. But yeah, if they, if they, they wanted to, then they can kind of basically give them this like four month trial period of like being in Oklahoma or three month trial period being Oklahoma city. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I think it'd be OG Gary. Gary Trent. I could see, I could see like two first round picks and maybe someone like a precious. Okay. So that leaves you with Fred Scotty and Siakam. Siakam. You, then so, you trade then you trade Freddie somewhere else. How valuable do you think Fred is? I think he's quite valuable. Like I think I think if you take a look first round um, pick. Yes. Yes. Lottery pick? Yes. Then you trade him to the Pelicans for that Lakers pick. And that solves your first round pick problem. I don't know if if the Pelicans would trade that Lakers pick. Then you trade Scotty Barnes for that Lakers pick. No. And you build around Shea and Siakam. Oh, no, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. Mm. I'm tempted. really. I'm tempted. Really? Because you think because Anthony Davis being out for a month, you think that that Lakers pick. Let's take a look at the Lakers record right They're now as we're. 13, I know where 17. they're sitting. In the, okay, so they're 13 and 17. Five of five. They're five wins. They're, yeah, five and five over the last 10. Um, San Antonio and Houston will be worse than the Los Angeles Lakers. So at worst, or at, at absolute worst, in my opinion, they are 13th seed mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. I still believe the Utah Jazz will end up lower than Los Angeles Lakers. I still believe that. And I could also see Oklahoma City Thunder ending up worse than the Los Angeles Lakers. So you're talking about a team that's going to be 10 to 13. I would not trade Scotty Barnes for that pick. If it was like the Houston Rockets pick or San Antonio Spurs pick, then or a Detroit Pistons pick or Charlotte Hornets pick, then I'd be more tempted. I still think the Lakers with LeBron can still do something just depending, but... um, you know, I, I, I don't think that's enough. I think they'll finish like seventh worst in the league, like somewhere around there. And I would not trade that value of a pick for, I would not trade Scotty Barnes for that value of a pick. It has to be better, in my opinion. If we knew that the Lakers pick was a lottery pick, would you do it? No, because okay. the Lakers pick will be a lottery pick. Top five. I don't think they will be. I'm but asking if, if after the lottery... Right, Lakers get a top five pick belonging to New Orleans. I mean, this is all moot because at that point, Fred's going to opt out anyway. But yeah, yeah, assuming yeah. you could, or we'll just say Scotty. Yeah, yeah, sure. Would you do it? Top five pick, Scotty no. Barnes. Okay, no, right. So it has to. It has to be one or two. It has to be one or two. So you can get those. So in your mind, it's those two, and and then there's everybody those else. two. Those two are like S S tier, like superior. And then, and then there's like a really solid A tier of players. So it's like that um, 
you have the Thompson twins, which are really good. Like, like there's there's some really good players in this draft. Players that could put push for like a one in other drafts that may not be that like this, but Victor Wembanyama and Scooter Henderson are two incredible players, and I think that they're a clear tier above everyone else. So this is the Mc, the McDavid and Eichel draft base. Look at you with the with the hockey, eh? Oh well, yeah, fuck I yeah! I listen bye. to Buffalo. Radio. Fuck yeah, bud. Let's fucking go, bud. Oh <laughs> shit, there yeah, bud. So this is this is that. It's those two, and then there's everybody else. Correct. Gotcha. So if it was if it was one of those two, then I would yes, I would consider it. Um, but it has to be one of those two. I, I that's not that's not saying anything negative about the others. Because I do think that there are some really good players in this draft still. Hmm. Besides those two players, like I was saying, it's a deep, it's a strong draft, it's a deep draft, and it's got really top heavy talent at the top. And you can't go wrong with either one of those. Like if if Scooter Henderson was in any other draft other than the one with Victor Wembanyama, he would be clear cut number one. But Victor Wembanyama is just a freak of nature. Like this dude will change basketball. He will. Um. I think he will have like a LeBron effect on this game. And I wouldn't say that lightly because you know that I'm a big LeBron fan. Sure. So, you know, it's not just that we, we mentioned this yesterday in the chat and it still stands to reason today, you know, put yourself in yesterday's shoes. That being mm -hmm. Monday before they played Philly, you look at their 10 games, right? So Philly, New York, Cleveland, Clippers, Grizzlies, Suns, Pacers, Bucks, Knicks. That's it. Who are they losing to? Knicks? I, I know you hate them, but it wouldn't surprise me if they coughed both of those to New York just by, you know, means of the way the Raptors are playing. They already lost to Indiana. Who are they losing to? I mean, who are they beating? You got Portland after that, and you got Charlotte for two, then the Hawks, then the Knicks again, then the Bucks. Like, this is what I'm saying. You can slide hard here. 100%. I think this is a tough part of their schedule coming up. We looked at this schedule here in the previous three weeks or so for the Raptors, and we said this is a pretty easy portion of the schedule for them, and there's just a lot of red L's. The The fact of the matter is this. like The games that I think are actually even just remotely winnable here are is against the Knicks on the 21st and the Pacers on the, on the 2nd of January, and that's it. And then the Knicks on the 6th. Maybe Knicks, Knicks on the six, but and then and then Charlotte ten and twelve. You got to take one of those, I think. If if you're the Toronto Raptors, just if you're actually just the franchise looking to win games, got to take one of those. So yeah, it doesn't get know. any easier, man. Because then you no. got Minnesota, Celtics, Knicks again, Kings, Warriors. It doesn't get easy. So this Phoenix, one's like, yeah, yeah, I don't even know Memphis. that they have to do anything. This is what I'm saying. If they're not going to go on a run. They're gonna just gonna self implode, and you're gonna see yourself in a lottery situation anyway. So at that point, you might want to just at this. If you know you're not getting Shea, the thing you have to do, if the package is right, you have to trade OG. He, his value will never be higher. I I agree with that. It will never be higher, and there I have been, um. Here, Zach Lowe. The entire yeah. league wants OG. Everybody wants OG. If he ever gets traded, the price and picks are going to surprise people because it might be on par almost with what the Cavs gave up for Donovan Mitchell. Correct. You you got to pull the trigger. 
Oh, you have to. You have to pull the trigger. You don't have a choice. If you're the Toronto Raptors and you're seeing a Donovan Mitchell type return for OG and Anobi, you pull it. You pull the trigger ten times out of ten. The thing with that too is that whatever you get in a return for OG, you could also use to get Shea Gilders Alexander. Or you can just make that part of your quote unquote retool. If you get a they um, Cleveland trade Sexton to uh, to Utah, Utah, right? So if you get a player on par with that. Just that's a good building block, mm-hmm. right? And and if Freddie's gonna go, you have somewhat of a guard there. Mm-hmm. I'm just you know apples to apples here. Yeah. Um. And and you could maybe use that. I don't know the NBA rules how after you have been acquired via trade that you can be traded again. Um. I'm not sure about that, but the bottom line is you put yourself in a lottery situation, mm-hmm. and maybe it only takes then fewer firsts to get a Shea plus bodies, right? If you have a lottery, if the Raptors have their own top two, Mm -hmm. it might only cost you 2023 and 25s first to get them plus a a body or two. I would not trade this this draft pick this year. For Shea? No. Bird in hand, bro. I wouldn't. Bird in hand. I wouldn't. Okay, so that's unless, a you're, unless you're protecting a top two, like what you're saying, your top three, then then I would. I would do it after the lottery. That that's you know what you have after that's, the lottery. That's fair. That's fair. I, I think I think that it's really important to understand where that pick is gonna be. Um if it's not one of the top two picks, then I would then I would consider it because then, like I said, there's some heavy talent in here and it might save you a pick down the line. Uh or or some other type of asset. So I could see that. But I think that you would, I think any general manager would be crazy to trade one of those top two picks, especially even knowing if, if they're sort of in that realm of like possibility, if they trade one of those two picks now, I think that's just crazy. He's the only player I'd do it for. And that includes Aluka, that includes LeBron, that includes Durant, because he's young and you have him on a five year deal. You wouldn't trade that pick for Luca. I don't think so. I mean, I, I would like. I just like the youth of Shea. Sure. Um, hometown talent. Luca's young though, too. Yeah, it, isn't Shea younger? I believe Shea's younger, but um, I, I think that the fact of the matter is this, right? Luca Doncic is arguably one of the greatest players in basketball. He's twenty-three years old. Okay, so Shea's older. He's twenty-four. So there, there you go. go. Okay. I right. don't think he'd ever be for sale, though. I think he's going to be a Maverick for life. Yeah, I also agree. I, I don't know if he'll be a Maverick for life. I think he'll test free agency when he when he has a chance to again. I think just signing that extension was really big for him. And then once he's in his like prime prime, he'll command a market. I mean, but yeah, Shea's also depends. 24. I think I think Dallas is another team that would have really high interest in Fred VanVleet. Guard I think ones, yeah. that I think that they need guard play really badly in Dallas, and that's a team that I could. Uh, hey, look, get some future first or something, right? With Dallas, could turn out pretty well depending on what happens with that franchise. Uh, I think they'd be suitors for Fred VanVleet. I don't know what the package might look like. You might look to. Um, they have the eighth overall pick, and I'm blanking on his name, but they have some young talent on that roster that. 
that you can look to acquire and that obviously have a really high ceiling. So uh, whatever it takes, I think, honestly, for for Fred Van Vliet, Detroit is up there. I'm sorry, not Detroit. Um, Dallas is an option. Like you said, the Pelicans are an option. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other teams maybe that might look for some guard play um, that have the assets to do it. Maybe, I don't know, I was going to say maybe New York, but they won't pair Brunson with Fred. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, of teams in contention, I think you're. that's probably... Those are probably two, in my in my opinion, that make the most sense from my point of view that have assets to, to pull that trigger. So I think we're in agreement that where the Raptors are right now, assuming what we're looking at schedule-wise, and we can only base mm-hmm. it on A, the teams they're playing, and B, how they've been performing. We're not super encouraged with the schedule ahead. You know, no. again, New York on the road tomorrow night, Wednesday night. You can In the garden. Over, yeah, shit all over New York all you want, dude. They're playing better than the Raptors. Mm. Facts. And mm-hmm. they could beat Toronto the way Toronto's playing. Even mm-hmm. though they're playing close... They're they they they're getting killed against they're on, the zone. They're on a seven game win streak right now. The New York Knicks. Yeah. They were ten and thirteen. They're now seventeen thirteen. You got that. You got Cleveland on Friday. Don't like that. Clippers. Oh, that's a good one. Clippers. So they don't. They have a four day off skid. Twenty third is the Cleveland game. Twenty seventh is the Clippers game. So you have time to rest, but it's. You know, holiday hangovers are a thing. They got they got time to go home, enjoy Christmas, pack their shit, and fucking move. Yeah, I, that's it, what they got time to do. I'd say by mid January, late January, you're pushing it. When is the trade deadline? It's always in February. So NBA, trade deadline, I believe, is like February February 10th. 9th. February 9th. Okay. Okay. Um, so you have until you, the end of January. You know, the Raptors are three and twelve on the road. Yeah, they are. I'm just. They are tied. Oh my god! The only team that's worse on the road, the only two teams worse on the road than the Toronto Raptors, three teams. Sorry, Washington Wizards, mm-hmm. Houston Rockets, and Golden State Warriors. Magic at three and twelve too on the road. Yeah, tied yeah. With, yeah. with Toronto for road yeah. record, but Toronto is one of the worst road teams in the league. Mavericks aren't too far behind. They're three and eleven. Yeah, well, the Mavericks are in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Mavericks mm-hmm. are over five hundred. I think I don't I say this to you know little peek behind the curtain when it comes to home life you know my wife's the type of person that when she really wants something in terms of a situational thing uh, when you know if my youngest were supposed to have like a family get together and my youngest didn't take a nap I'm like yo she needs to take a nap my wife has a tendency to force things and say no 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 we're family we need to be together and then it's a disaster right I'm sure people can relate I don't want Masai to force this. I don't want to force to see if we can get into a play-in. I don't want to force this roster to see if we can just skid into the playoffs just to get booed in the first round. Because then, again, that's no man's land. Don't force it. See, Evaluate what you have. And we have every reason to believe that Masai is smart and you know, inquisitive when it comes to what's in front of him and the roster that is you know, not producing. I think... You have to look at it and say, if we don't have a realistic shot at Shea, which they probably don't, being honest, you got to sell OG. Not because he's not good for this team. He certainly is. But asset management, his value will never be 
higher than it is right now. He is probably the best defender in the game. I think he is the best defender in the game. Okay. And he's not too shabby offensively right now either. Just don't look at those three point percentage. But still, yeah, other, yeah. otherwise that's a that's just a that's just a one one tiny element of the game. Yeah. It's fine. It's not it's he's good. he's aggressive, he can body people, he's smart, he doesn't complain. He sounds like Hawaii. Gets his a little he, bit. He he's lunch pail, get the job done, go home. Value will never be higher. That's where I'm at. You're buying I I like that. Every time we chat, you are buying more and more into the asset management. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a thing. You have to; those are things you have to pay attention to, and you have to understand what contracts look like, and what the values of players and the perceived value of a player in the market is. Which, from what we're hearing, it's never been higher for OG, and I don't think it will ever be this high again. He's having, arguably, one of the like he's having his best defensive season of his career. His offense is playing at a pretty high level, but. You have to also take into consideration this was without Fred Van Vliet and like Pascal and Scotty essentially. Like mm-hmm. he had to be the guy to score points. And when you start having higher volume, you're going to have higher points. Yada yada yada. Your your numbers will look pretty good. His efficiency has actually dropped a little bit. So to me, that shows that he's just having to shoot a lot more. If he's, if his points are increasing in his offensive numbers, but the efficiencies out of the same are a little bit worse, that just goes to show you he's getting the ball more. Yep. So if you put him on a team that's looking to compete, then those offensive numbers overall are going to decrease a little bit. And then he's just going to be looked at as like a three and D guy. And there's nothing wrong with that, but he's not that guy that's going to go out and average 20 to 22 points per game for you. If you're a championship contending team, you won't have to. Well, and that's just it as well, too, right? So it really takes that out of the equation. He just has to shoot effectively and defend really well. But there's a lot of teams that would pay a hefty price for that. And you've seen, well, like, like, like what Zach Lowe was saying, it could be a Donovan Mitchell type package. If we get remotely close to a Donovan Mitchell type package offered for OG and Anobi. I am not thinking twice. You can't. You can't. And you can use that to pull the trigger on if you do decide to do a Shea move or that that resurfaces in the off season, then you have those assets to look to flip for that. You can still find a way to bottom out here and then go after Shea. Because maybe maybe OKC's like, you know, OG's a great player, but by the time we're ready to compete, maybe he won't have that same defensive prowess anymore. Maybe he's like his offensive efficiency may not be the greatest for what we're looking for now. So like there could be reasons why they don't want him at this point in time. Sure. So maybe you go, okay, what do you love? What do you fucking get off to a night? Picks. Oh, he (laughs) loves his picks. Yeah. And it sucks because uh, Danny Ainge stole the rug right underneath him. And now he's the he's the pick king. Mm -hmm. So Preston needs to be back to the pick king. That's right. So he's he's like, no, 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 no. That's me. Mm -hmm. I'm the pick king. So maybe he's going to have a little battle there and and want some more picks. But it's you know, it's whatever. If if you're trying to acquire someone and, and this GM says to you, well, you know, Oh, geez, nice, but we don't really want him. At the end of the day, we're, we're really just looking for picks and young prospects. 
then what I do is I go and trade OG for picks and young prospects. I go back to OKC in the offseason. I say, here you go. Yeah, you throw Precious in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you have to blend because obviously, if if OKC, if you could do that for OG, then OKC could do it for Shea, right? right? Like, right. so you have then have to get creative using some of those assets you receive from that trade plus assets of your own to make it work. But you can look to leverage the situation in unique ways and structure it differently to satisfy the needs of the other person on the other side or the other team on the other side because. You know, maybe they not might not want OG, but OG can help facilitate the things that are required to get that trade done to get Shea just in a, like a three-team trade type of deal, like unique way. So, who is more important to if if we find ourselves in a situation where Shea is on the table and you pull the mm-hmm. trigger and you do the picks and you know the young bodies for growth over in OKC? Who do you prioritize more to fit with Shea? Because to me, this is the difference between a rebuild and a retool. If you're retooling, then Siakam is more important than Barnes. If you're rebuilding, Barnes is more important than Siakam to pair with Shea. I'm not saying that one of them has to go, but if at the time of the discussion, if Presti's like, look, I really like your picks, but let's just say this is before the lottery. Sure. And Masai's like, yo, it's a top two protected first for 20. Sure. And Presti's like, I like that idea, but I'm going to need Barnes. No. If it's a top two protected, I'm going to need Barnes. Okay. If it's a top two protected, I'm going to need Siakam. So you're, you're telling me we'd have to trade OG, Siakam, OG's and a already top gone. two. OG's already oh, gone. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. I, I get what you're saying here. So it has to be Siakam and a top two pit, protected pick. Yeah. Or Barnes in a top two protected. Like in, to me, in that's this, in this hypothetical. I get. Yeah, what I'm that's yeah. the difference between a rebuild take, and a I retool. Would, I would trade Siakam. Okay, so you're rebuilding. That's yeah. a straight rebuild. Yeah. And now you have you have to do it in five years because that's your contract with Shea. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you're rebuilding. So Fred's gone. Gary's gone. OG's gone. It, in my in my opinion, they're like as a fan thinking about this team next year, those three are are not starting in the 2023-2024 season, they are gone. The only one that's in question to me is Pascal Siakam. So as the only player in question for me at this point. If you're keeping Barnes and you don't have a top two pick now, and that's OKC's, you know, you're looking at the other collateral that you got from the other bodies that you've already moved. So you still have first, you would assume, in the chamber from OG, Fred, Gary, Gary's probably not going to land you a first. It's probably going to be a second, but whatever. I, I don't, I don't know. You could probably land you a late first on a contending team. Like I, I think, I think that like, I mean, for, if Thad look, got a first. look, Thad. I was going to say Thad Young got a fucking first. If Thad Young can get, can get, okay, it's, uh, San Antonio a first. Gary Trent Jr. can get a first. That's a trade deadline weight. Then that's a leverage. Correct. Um, yeah, you wait. You, I, I don't think Gary Trent moves until the deadline. All right, so you're looking at your draft picks and your core at this mm-hmm. point, assuming Siakam's gone, your core mm-hmm. is Shea, Barnes, Coloco. That's your Precious. core. No, Precious would be gone. Precious Same would pre- be going to OKC. You would have to. So that I'd rather have Coloco than Precious, dude. Would you? Mm. I just see a little bit more 
opportunity there. He he's aggressive. He's still young. He's still raw. But I've seen something's off with Precious. I know he's hurt, but I'll say yeah, no shit, he's hurt. I, I, he's hurt. But I'm just even in the beginning of the year, something was was not clicking. Mm. And last <laughs> year after their All Star break, might have been a mirage. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm still I'm still there with Precious. I think he's I think he's still a very good player. I don't know if I'd give up on him that easily. Okay, so let's let's not even have Precious in the mix. Mm-hmm. It's your core is Shea, Barnes, Coloco, uh, um, Boucher if he's still here, and maybe Precious. That's a big lineup, and you need to balance that out. That's a big core, so you need. You're to... probably yeah. You but you when if you're trading guys like a Fred and OG, like you're probably getting some like yeah. guard play back you stuff like that. again all all hypothetical and and hard to say in this point in time, but but that's a rebuild, and it, it it's that it's weird. that is that is a rebuild. If you trade Siakam, if you trade Siakam, For you Shea. are rebuilding, right? So what makes us think Shea's not going to be if he's unhappy now? He's going to be unhappy in the same situation in Toronto. Because remember, Presti has picks. He could literally be doing the same thing. Drafting people to build around, it's the same thing. So this is where like the mental gymnastics to me are kind of fucked because I don't know that that's attractive to Shea. I think Shea would believe in what Toronto's doing. I think you want to believe that. <laughs> I think he'd be more attractive to a retool. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm more leaning towards trading Barnes because if he's with Siakam, I feel like he'll have a chance. There's a chance. And you still have those picks with from the OG trade, the theoretical OG trade. You're making playoffs with Shea and Siakam. I don't know that you're making playoffs with Shea and Barnes. <laughs> No, I don't. Uh, no, you disagree? Uh, no, 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 no. I agree with that. I agree with that. I just can't wrap my head around it. I don't know. It's cost of business, man. You know, Blue Jays it, traded Austin Martin, and now he's not even in the top ten of the Twins prospect pool. Yeah, you that was really fucked. You don't know. You don't know. So take the bird in hand. Barnes could be a generational talent, but Shea already is. So you take the bird in hand. You're not if it's it's the it's the Stefan Diggs trade. Yeah. You know until Scotty Barnes becomes the best player in the league. Okay, but you're not unhappy with having Steph Diggs, aka Shea. You're yeah. not looking at that and saying, "Wow, we got fucked." <laughs> you're, not, you're not. You're not upset with that. Thank God it was Diggs and nobody else. Otherwise, That's what I'm saying. So he's saying get, that every day. Yeah, if you get Shea. And and Scotty Barnes turns into this all star. You'd be like, well, good for him, but we still have Shea. Like, that's what we have. It's yeah, we're like we're okay. Saying. Uh I, don't know. I wouldn't it's... have done that for Durant, but I'll do it for Shea. You would give up more for Shea than you would give up for Kevin Durant. Youth, mm-hmm. um, opportunity, hometown, all of the above. I'm not worried about Kevin Durant's attitude. I'm worried about his longevity. I don't mm-hmm. know how much more is in that tank. I'm not saying he doesn't have it. It's just he's past his prime. Shea's not even there. 
<sighs> Give me Shea for five years. You think Shea wouldn't resign? I don't. I, it's a future me problem. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're just basing on what he has now. I think. I think if he. I think <laughs> if he. I think if he came to Toronto, like he would be a Raptor for basically for life, okay. unless unless things were like different. We had to rebuild again or something like that. I don't know. But 2028 is a lifetime from now, dude. It definitely is. So what we were saying in 2018. Now here we are. Yeah, 2023. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I I think I would trade Barnes. If it meant getting Shea. Because you already are pairing Shea with Siakam. That's a that's an incredible pairing. I think you should make a Twitter poll. Okay. I'll put it up. I think you should make a Twitter poll. And they have to listen to this reasoning first, because they're just gonna be react they, you fuckers now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just gonna be reactionary and just oh no barns. Ah! But you gotta Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I get, I get your reasoning, but at the end of the day, you're trading Scotty Barnes plus a pick. You're saying protected one and two. Well, you're, then you have to, you have, you have to also include top two project project protected 2023 first round pick. Yes, yes. Plus Scotty Barnes. And bear in mind, even if it's if you land the number three overall, and that's going to OKC. Mm-hmm. You theoretically have a first still in the chamber from OG and maybe from Fred and maybe from Gary. You still have firsts in the chamber. So not only do you have Siakam, Coloco, in your um, situation, Precious, and Shea, you have three firsts theoretically. At least three firsts. At least mm-hmm. Well, throw it up. I want to see. I want to see what the people end up saying about this because I just I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, again, that's why they don't pay us the big bucks. That's why we sit here in front of the microphones and talk to you. Oh, don't listen to me, man. To I imploded my dynasty team in your league. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I have no picks. That you did. <laughs> you have no picks. You trade it for the bird in hand, and guess what the bird did in your hand? It shit itself. Yeah, but guess right what? In your hand. Just next year, I'll just trade 2024. <laughs> just rebuild. Yeah, that's what that's what you did this year. Got you very far. Got um, me to the playoffs. You're in the playoffs, and now you're not. No. Um, I, on the other hand, <laughs> you had to buy. For, for extra picks, I had to buy, and, and you know, I traded. I just traded smart. Sure. And that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, which is what the Raptors will do. They'll trade smart. They'll find good value. And then they'll be right back. Because that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, any other trade talk you want to wrap up or say something that we didn't touch on? Or if you had a point about something Toronto Raptors related with trades before we move on to just the NBA landscape and what's going on around the league? Yeah. No, I'm, I think we beat it to death. I think we have good polarizing opinions yeah i think we do and, okay. and and it's again it's it's good that there's so many avenues that the raptors can take and i think that's why we talk about so many different things here that the raptors could do they could keep the team intact they could sell everybody they could retool they could just trade away one of the guys they could trade away two they could they could make a move at at uh you know they could do a draft day move mm-hmm like there, there's things that they could do and i think that it's really important for us to just trust again i always say this trust in the bobby webster if there's anybody in this in in this league that knows anything about asset management 
It is the Toronto Raptors. We are in agreement, though, that no matter what, they should, in our opinion, trade OG and Anobi this year. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or or the or the off season, like before the start of the season. I would I would like to it done at the deadline. Same. I you'll I, get more. I think I think that that's the peak opportunity, but I also wouldn't be opposed to it in the off season, just depending on what they're planning on doing. But I think See, you have to get rid of him like, at the deadline. Yeah. I, I okay. Good. So we're in agreement there. It's not to say anything about OG. He's a fantastic player, and that's why we're saying trade him. Yeah. Because he doesn't help us now. So oh, drop my water bottle. That's all right. <laughs> um, He's so pissed. Hmm? <laughs> I, so I pissed. So rattled and just smack him all around. Um, let's move on. Let's take a look at other teams in the NBA and see how other teams are faring or not faring. If you take a look. At the Eastern Conference, which is what we've been talking about a lot, you alluded to the Chicago Bulls. They've lost four in a row. They're three and seven in their last ten. They're eleven and eighteen record, eleventh in the East. So just be a game behind the Raptors. Um, I've seen all over today. Zach Levine, he's not happy. Yep. Apparently, at halftime of today's game, there was a locker room brawl that happened with Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they are beefing, beefing. Like, yep. like this is this is a this is a Burger King Whopper beef. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a situation to keep your eyes on because, like we like you had alluded to earlier, that's another team that has really interesting talent that could look to sell it off. And again, if certain teams buy up a Zach Levine and Demar Derozan's of the world, uh, there's a there's maybe one or two less people that attend your dance or attend your auction. When you're when you're trying to sell off certain players, so right. something to keep our eyes on. Again, another team you alluded to, the Washington Wizards. They are on a ten game losing streak right now. They're eleven and twenty. They were eleven and ten. Now they're eleven and twenty. Um, again, another team that has a few possible pieces. Kyle Kuzma is is a name that comes to mind with Washington's having a very successful season with them. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. So a lot, a lot of players there that that could attract and garner some attention. Uh, if you take a look at teams that are doing well, you got the Knicks, fit six in the East. They've won seven games in a row. Philadelphia 76ers have won five games in a row. The Brooklyn Nets have won four, uh, six games in a row, and the Cleveland Cavaliers have won four games in a row. That is your th- six to three. I just did it in reverse order because I was going down throughout. Um, that's quite the impressive... <laughs> winning streaks uh, around the league and there's a lot of losing streaks in the east and a lot of winning streaks in the east so uh, it seems like the the east is kind of top heavy right now with just teams beating up on other teams in the east um what are your thoughts on the eastern conference before we go over to the west because the east is looking like that there's some teams that are starting to pull away which is another reason why i'm worried being a toronto raptors fan that they're just having less and less ground to be able to catch up still top heavy it's still a top heavy league with uh, Milwaukee and Boston and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to give credit to Cleveland. Um, I slept on them. Uh, yeah. Brooklyn, we all slept on them, just given the offseason narrative of what was going on with Kyrie and KD. So Correct. I don't, I don't fault anybody for that. But they've won nine of the last ten, so good for them. Um, Sixers have been figuring it out, and I don't. Th- Maxie's still not back. Um, he didn't play last night, right? No, it was no. Um, no. So they're only going to get better. Um, 
which is scary to think about. I think the Heat are, even though they're on a four-game winning streak, I, I wouldn't call them washed. I'm just not as scared of them as I was last year. Mm, yeah, um, me neither. Knicks, I think they are right where they belong in that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh tier. The Knicks. Right around, yeah. I think they're better than the Hawks. I think they're better than the Pacers. They're better than the Raptors, better than the Bulls. You know, it, it just... It's it's more of a commentary about the bottom of the East and how bad it is than how good the Knicks are. Like, the Knicks can beat up on bad teams like Toronto right now. You know? Right. And right. that's why they have that edge. I don't think they're uh, they're going to get out of the first round, but huh. they're definitely in that tier of 5, 6, 7. To team Greeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you take a look at their... At their roster it's just not a team that scares me i would say i did see a hypothetical trade where the knicks trade for siakam and that gives up like rj and uh who was it i think it was quickly and somebody else in like two or three first round picks i'm good um yeah i'm I'm all right with that too i'm not doing that anything to help the knicks i I truly do not care yeah so fuck them um yeah i mean as i kind of echo your sentiments too like the heat kind of don't really scare me i think the pacers we see them falling as well they're three and seven in their last 10 and they're kind of coming back down to earth i did say washington was going to fall i didn't think they lose 10 in a row but that's the way it goes yep. and then obviously orlando charlotte and detroit are still doo-doo which pissed me off orlando is 11 they're 11 and 21 mm-hmm. they're still shit um Best point differential in the league, by the way, goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers at plus six and a half. Yeah. So um, good for them. And a close second is Boston at plus six. So uh, not even Milwaukee, who's in first place, is close 4.3. So they're having some closer games than Cleveland and Boston, which is still all right. But um, taking a look at the West, I'm, I'm not really surprised to see this the way it's structured i mean the kings still surprise me every time as you were saying as you were (laughs) you may proceed kings the kings 16 and 13 Oh man! Sixth place. I don't even like in that. the West. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't. This is what pisses me off. You don't actually like these guys. East um, of the sack. Six, six, sixth in the West. They are, in theory, with games back, tied with the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. uh, who I said would actually be good this year, a seventeen fourteen team. Um, so you know. What is it? Rip City? Yeah. Represent? Yeah. You already know. You already know the vibes. Rip City. I'm always repping them. Um, Utah in ninth place now. They're starting to fall down a little bit. Uh, still impressive, though. Like, at this point, like, they're above 500 team. Better than the fucking Raptors, which is really sad. Uh, but Larry Markinen has been a revelation this year. And the things that he's been doing are incredible. So good for him. Uh, I'll give I'll tip my cap to Larry Markin and Colin Sexton. They've been putting in some really good work for that for that squad. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is nice to see that, and hopefully, uh, 
you know, and, and I'm sure that they will get moved on to other organizations that can help them out. And those are two valuable pieces. So again, didn't think Utah would have much to say at the trade deadline that would be of impact, but looks like they will be. So some more assets that could be flying out the window for the Toronto Raptors if they don't act quickly uh, to secure those assets. Um, Lakers are 13, 17. It's a little bit sad because I've been on the Lakers for a minute. Um, but saying that AD is out for a month mm-hmm. at least I'm Steph Curry with the Golden State Warriors. He's out for at least two weeks and will be reevaluated. The Golden State Warriors are currently on the outside looking in of a play in spot. Yeah, they're in 11th place, 15, 16 record. Uh, they still have a positive point differential. They just can't seem to be in a playoff spot. That just goes to show you a crowd of the West is like Golden State's five back of a, a first place Memphis, but they are out of a playoff spot. Mm. So uh, play in spot rather. Right. So um, thoughts on the West. Doesn't surprise me. I'd like to see Memphis where they are. It's, I mean, I, I just like to see new teams thrive and take it. Um, Denver, you had your shot and you always blow it. Um, Agree. Phoenix, uh, I'm kind of over it. I'd like to me see too. the Pelicans thrive in there too. Just, you know, I like the story. Um, Kings, they're, they're going to be a little bit higher than six, obviously. Um <laughs> What what kind of drugs are you taking over in Rhode I'm, Island? I'm not. I, I'm, I just had caffeine. What are you high on life? I, I caffeine. I'm high on the sack. <laughs> Holy shit! You're high on the sack. High on the sack. Oh lord. East of the sack. Does does as anyone from Sacramento hit you up? No, not yet. You are the secret fan of Sacramento. <laughs> like you are actually an infiltrator. And if you ever go to watch a Toronto Raptors game, like I'm actually searching you for a Sacramento Kings shirt. I mean, if it's an old school Raptor shirt, you won't know the difference because it's the same color. <laughs> Similar color. You know, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, nothing in the West really surprises me. I don't see Golden State staying there, especially when Steph comes back. They'll creep back up. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Dallas is where I think they will probably end up being. Um, which sucks for Luka, man. It really does. Um, I don't have as much faith in the Lakers as you do. I really, really would be attracted to that Pelicans-owned Lakers pick. Um, That's just me. Um, Portland, that's a surprise to me. I didn't think they were going to be this good. Um, I don't know if you saw highlights of that game against OKC, but Shea just took over, and um, Dame had a good game, too. Um, I think he had some sort of scoring record if I, memory serves me correct um but when it comes to the west nah and same thing with the east it's it is what it is so um also the suns got sold so there's that idea yeah. shout out to um not having robert sarver yeah. as an owner uh c- congratulations yes. to the nba <laughs> for job. that let's give a round of applause to the nba uh for getting rid of that bum the end yeah. yeah um and with that that's that wasn't really sweet but we're going to be moving to the too sweet moment of the week it's time for the too sweet moment of the week here on the south of the six podcast for the people go ahead all right let me take the floor on this one sure i'm so disgusted by this team 
I am so disgusted by this team, Adam, that the too sweet moment of the week for me is a Zach Lowe quote. Yes, the quote. Quote, the entire league wants OG and Anobi. Everyone wants OG and Anobi. If he ever gets traded, the price and picks are going to surprise people because it might be on par with almost what the Cavs gave up for Donovan Mitchell. I know you said this quote already. I just wanted to reiterate it. That so nice to hear music to my ears and that is the too sweet moment of the week there are a lot of og stands out there that listen to the show that are gonna take that the wrong way i really hope they don't they will but i really hope they don't it has nothing to do with i i am i'm very pro og and an ob i think he's i think he's an incredible player yeah same but you don't have og and an ob on your team if you're rebuilding I don't think you can afford him. No. I mean, maybe you could, but still. Well, you you can you can afford him if you're going to start trading away like Fred and Gary and shit like that. And then you could hypothetically you, you could say, "Oh, well, then we'll trade P- Pascal too, and then build around OG and Scotty." Mm-hmm. Like people would say that. I think that you will never find value higher for OG and Obi than now. We keep saying this, and if you're looking at it from an asset management perspective, you buy low and you sell high mm-hmm. and the asset is really fucking high right now it's time to sell a Giannobi I'm sorry Raptors fans I love him just as much as you if not actually more because I'm really a big OG Anobi fan but you have to have to let him go I agree um, I, I think I love that quote I love the uh, have you been on Raptors Reddit it is a mess I I really try not to. Like I It's a mess. That's why. Because there's some there's some crazy shit that I that I see and read and hear. And half of it I'm like, this actually just isn't even possible. Like like contractually or, or whatever or anything like that. And I'm sure. like, like the rules just aren't possible and allow it. But the other half I'm like I don't know if they were hammered rating it or mm-hmm. what, but there's maybe one good post on Raptors Reddit out of like a hundred. They're just they being the contributors are just a little I don't want to say in shambles, but they're definitely they're down bad. They're trying to find a way out of this, right? Because you know even in the the year after Kawhi in the bubble, even in Tampa, even last season, it wasn't this. I don't know, pessimistic, the outlook of this team. It was never not fun to watch. You could maybe put Tampa on there because it, it's kind of a throwaway season. Right, right, right. Um, But there was still like, you, you were evaluating the team as how you can use this team to go forward. I think now we're in a, in a space where we're, we're evaluating the team as what has to go in order to get better. And that's a little bit uncomfortable for people. Right. So... I mean, we'll see, right? Like, I you got you got to give to get, and you know, it's you got to really you got to really fucking give away when you're retooling, yeah, or, um, or rebuilding, right? One or the other. So, uh, I don't have a too sweet moment of the week, but I if we're going on quotes, it's one that I shared in the group chat. Um, this is by Joel Embiid. When you play a team like Toronto, they don't really care. It seems like most of the time they don't care about winning; they just want to shut down the other star players. Yep. <laughs> I mean, well, does that what does that sound like to you, Adam? In the words of Rich, 
Our good friend Rich Burfer, shout out to Rich. Don't you win by shutting down the star player? Yeah, but I think I think there's a lot I think I do think they focus too much on it. And I don't know that they have the defensive capabilities outside of OG and Anobi to truly shut down the best player. Because they're not winning. Sure. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get that. Uh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're definitely not winning. They're not focusing on that. Um, fuck. I don't know. I really don't know. He's one of the best players in the league. So... I yeah, mean, well, he's also a clown sometimes. Yeah, so I we don't like the airplane, but at the same uh, time, every time I think of him, I think of the airplane. And I go, oh, that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's I got nothing really more to add. It it it's going to be an interesting journey to February, but we get to have this Christmas, you know, break until our next show. Mm-hmm. We don't record again until the next year the new year that's correct 2023 you know so i think if raptors fans are freaking out on reddit on twitter whatnot i would embrace the change i know it's uncomfortable because largely outside of you know incremental moves like damar Kawhi, kyle serge mark it's been like piecemeal we never had a true like right you never know maybe something good can come out of it maybe but let's embrace that's it. a little bit more optimistic than, let's embrace it. than i have right now let's let's embrace it um you know what we can also embrace the fact that we can't predict shit so that's what we can embrace so um we had game predictions from last podcast okay let's just quickly go over this we'll, we'll just quickly go through because yeah. they're not that impressive um <laughs> <laughs> we had the game against the Lakers. You said a loss. I said a win. To be fair, when you said a loss, you thought that both LeBron and AD would be playing. Correct. Neither of them were playing. Um, I said it was a W. It ended up being a W. We both said wins on the for the games for Orlando, which were both losses. We both said a win for the Kings, which was a loss. Womp womp. I mean, was it? <laughs> I mean, it was a win-win for you either way. I said my team will win. <laughs> Yes, you did. So you were not wrong. Um, His team is the Kings. Um, 16th against Brooklyn. You said a loss. I said a W. It was a loss. So there you go. Good for you. Uh, Golden State, you predicted a win. I predicted a loss, which was a loss. Mm -hmm. And then against Philly, you and I both said that it was a loss, which ended up being. So you went two and five and I went three and four. Yep. Lovely. Let's try to have a little bit of a better record here, shall we? Sure. We yeah. got six games. Let's rapid fire this off. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday the twenty first, which is tomorrow against the at the Garden against the Knicks. I say a win. We'll say ye loss on the road. Yeah. Loss. Yeah. Um, Friday twenty third against Cleveland. I say a loss. I'm assuming you're there too. Same. The twenty seventh four day break at home against the Clippers. What do you think him loss? Yeah, me too. Uh, the twenty ninth against. Memphis at home. I also say a loss. Same. They're first in the West for a good reason. They're a good team. Uh, the 30th at home against Phoenix. We have this home. Uh, the rest of the games are at home, by the way. So we have a six game home stand. Here's fourth game against Phoenix. I also say a loss here. Same. Okay, this is depressing. Uh, January 2nd against Indianapolis. Or, yes. Um, I say a win against Indy. What do you think? Gotta have a win here. 
I think so. Uh, and then against Milwaukee on the fourth, that's an L, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you and I, you have them. Oh shit! One game. You you have them going one and five. I have them going two and four over the next six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Raptors fans, not the greatest of times to be cheering for a winning team. They're kind of going through something right now. They're going through it. What it is, neither Adam or I really know. We just try to think about what it might be, talk about it, maybe have a group therapy session with you guys, and hopefully over this last hour and a bit, it's helped you maybe understand a different perspective or just say both of your guys' perspectives are shit. And that's not what I think. And if it's not what you think, that's cool. Let us know, because we always want to know what you guys are thinking. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at South of the Six. Six is spelt with the number six and the letters I-X. Uh, you can also follow our personals on Twitter. He is at Adam Corsair. I am at Connor Chambers. And we are out of time. If you want to take a look at the rest of our podcasts, follow us on all the podcast catchers uh apple podcasts we're on spotify right we are okay i never use spotify so um i have a podcast spotify google uh google play store everywhere that you can find your podcast except for spot except for soundcloud we are not soundcloud rappers anymore and on that note adam you want to take this out yeah merry christmas happy holidays hope everyone's safe enjoy the time with your family if you choose to do that um hot take Christmas Eve is better than Christmas and snow after December 25th is fucking pointless. That's all I got. I love it. And on that note, we're out of here. See you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and to subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.